Once again, Father, we want to bless your holy name this morning. We rejoice in you. Our heart is gladdened by the revelation of your Son. We thank you, Father, for the unfolding, for the manifestation, for the revealing of the ascended Christ to us even in days like this. We celebrate you this morning. We celebrate your comings. We celebrate your speakings. We celebrate the light of a new day. We celebrate your illumination. We celebrate your life and your light, lighting our path. We acknowledge you this morning as king. We declare this morning that there's no one like you. Our hands lifted, oh God, our hearts prostrate before you this morning in proclamation that Yahweh, you are king of kings and lord of lords. That as we enter into this brand new day, or whatever time zone that may be in our various locations and regions of connection, oh God, that this day we proclaim, we declare, oh God, yes, your majesty, your honor, your praises, your dominion. We've come before your throne. We've come to worship you as we represent your voice from this part of the world. We declare this morning once again that your truth will prevail upon, yes, the lies. That your will will expose, yes, the falsehood. That your light, oh God, will illuminate our path even as we continue to journey. We thank you. We've come once again to receive insight, knowledge, direction, clarity, instructions for the day. Teach us lead us guide us even as we lay before you we bring our will and we surrender them to you this morning we present our life unto you as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable for this is our reasonable only service for nothing else matter every other thing as secondary to a heart yes in pursuance in devotion to your holy name we seek you this morning. May we find you. May we find you even as you have positioned yourself, calling us. He said, if anyone thirst, let him come. We thirst for you this morning. We hunger for you. Our heart is famished, oh God, for the living bread. We seek you this morning. Oh, we honor you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for this atmosphere once again. Thank you, Lord, that out of the fire you are fashioning, oh God, yes, a new spirit uh, that will proclaim and declare your prophetic demand for a day like this. I thank you, Almighty God, that the counsels of the enemy has not once prevailed, neither will it prevail today. So we declare, may your kingdom continue to advance, may your will continue to prevail. I bless you, oh God, that you will touch and bless our handwork today. Yes. That the meditations of our heart and the expressions of our mouth this morning will bring glory and praise to you. That as we move out, oh God, out of this place, that we will touch and impact our world. That we will transform and reform, oh God, our society. I thank you. That our life this morning will become indeed a conduit, the very expression of your intentions and desire in the earth. 
thank you almighty god that this word again will bring us to a place of better understanding we will function in the place of higher spiritual frequency our prophetic cutting edge once again oh god will be sharpened indeed will become a manifestation of a double-edged sword your word oh god will change your word will reform your word will transform but more so your word will change us change our mindset i thank you once again i bless you in jesus name friends welcome once again if you're joining me this morning it's an honor and a privilege once again to share this moment this platform with you i want to believe the lord this morning to help us further amen in the expressions of his heart for this new day the spirit of god is speaking expressly to us and the bible enjoys us amen to incline our ears the scripture says let those who have the ears to hear hear what the spirit is saying God is speaking to us from various aspects. He's using all kinds of uh, 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 materials and tools, symbols, amen, circumstances, events, people to speak to us so we, so we can align, we can better, amen, live our life and function within the order of his intention. I want to pray for you this morning that God's will will find inroad and expressions in your life, that there will be acceleration in your life that your heart will continually pursue and seek amen for the ways of the lord because indeed it's not enough just to say well i'm a christian i'm a follower of christ we want to follow hard we want to pursue him we want to develop an attitude amen that is forever seeking that is never tired amen of pursuing the lord and it's from that place that indeed will become victors and overcomers so my desire my prayer for you this morning is that you will not draw back that you will not lag back, that you will not recline, but rather you will continue, amen, to press him because that's my own prayer for myself. I don't want, amen, yes, the nature of the days that I live in to capture me and put me in a status quo, in a position where I, I, I can no longer advance. And that's the place and position we find many today. And this is the reason why I thought the Lord in the beginning of this month, amen, begins to speak to us about coming to the place where, amen, our heart, our focus once again, amen, is on Jesus, amen, that we, we look to him, amen, that we, 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 we redefine, that we revisit what it means, amen, to keep our eyes set on Jesus, to keep our minds set on the Lord, yes, that we can be so carried away, amen, with some even religious activity or what we may even call, you know, Christian activity and yet we have lost sight. So we want to bring Christ back to the focus, amen, of who we are, what we represent and what we're doing, all right? So we want to pray prayers like, Jesus, I need you to be my guide. I need you to lead me. I need you to instruct me. I need you to teach me. I want to maintain the reality of your presence in my life. I want to constantly, daily draw near to you. I don't want my life to be hijacked, to be pulled away by something else. I don't want to be distracted, yes, from the very cause, from the very uh, ministry that you have called me, which is a priesthood that have a standing before you. I want to have a standing before you in what I do, in what I say, everywhere I go. I want to, yes, represent you there. I want my life to be the very enfolgence, the revelation, the manifestation of your presence. That when I'm there, I want people to be able to see you and not me. 
I want to decrease while you increase in my life. Jesus, I want you to maintain, yes, your presence, your glory, your power, your essence in my life. Lead me. Prayers like this, amen, allow us Yes, to walk in that conscious reality that we do not trust our own ability, that we do not come to a point and place where uh, 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 what we do is done from some wisdom that is not from the from the fruit of the tree of life. Amen. We want to divorce ourselves from every human strength, from every ability, from every you know competence that we claim we have. We want amen to rest and trust, amen. Yes, in him. That is the place where we gain power power with God and we have to remind ourselves daily because like I said yesterday I mean the days we're living is shrouded amen in subtlety in deception we can be so easily amen swayed away from from Christ and the things of God while we are still calling the name of the Lord after all he himself said on that day I will say to them depart from me I know you're not, you're workers of iniquity. But they will say, Lord, Lord, but we did this in your name. We did that in your name. These people were parroting, using the name of God, but their heart has disengaged. So what I'm saying as we track other prophetic activity, amen, that, that, that we're dealing with in our day, we also need, amen, to track the most, amen, the most profound prophetic activity, which is to constantly track, amen, where Christ Jesus said, Amen. Where my father is is where I want to be. He never did anything on earth outside, Amen, of his father's intention. He said, What I see my father do, what I hear my father do, are the things that I do. While there are a thousand and one things that is calling us, Amen, to engage. We live in a day where there are all kinds of prophetic word, all kinds of you know demand and request that we we just must show up, we just must amen represent, we just must be there. We also need to first of all ask ourselves: Is this what the Lord will have me do? Is this where God will have me be? Is this the place that Christ is in my life at this junction in time? Amen. For to everything upon the earth there is a time and the season. We've got to track the time and the seasons of God for our life so that we don't walk out of season we don't walk out of tune amen we want to be in tune we want to be in sync with him where he is is where we want to be and that is going to take a conscious amen tracking it's going to take a conscious determination amen to follow him to follow him jesus said take up your cross and follow me you know that the cross is weighted the cross earlier puts a burden upon our life but we need the cross amen to keep us in focus the cross is the epicenter of our life and we've got to maintain it that way, amen, so that we can continue to walk, amen, and live our life in the full authority and power of God for our day. So these are the things I'm hoping and praying that the Lord will continue to expand in our heart, in our life, amen. Yes, even as we look into other emphasis and aspect that the Spirit of God, amen, yes, is bringing to, you know, to our light in this new day. So friends, we welcome once again this morning. What are we doing? We're tracking, amen. Yes, Elisha's transition. And one something the Lord just drew my attention to see this morning, of course, that is in line with, you know, uh, uh, this emphasis of, you know, uh, uh, tracking Jesus and allowing Jesus to be the guide of our life, okay? And I'm just going to quickly, you know, bring you to that scripture. All right, we're looking on to Jesus. 
and we are connecting that amen to elisha's amen leadership transition remember the context again friends in case you have forgotten let me remind you again all right you know it's easy to you know forget these things we're looking at a point and a place where all right the lord wants us to represent his intentions and counsels in the earth regardless of where we are who we are as long as you are on earth you're a believer and you are breathing god has amen a program for your life god has a plan for your life god has an intention for your life and that intention amen is captured within yes the framework of those who have gone ahead of us and this is why the word of god amen yes is relevant to our life the word of God gives us perspective. The word of God allows us to understand what God is doing in our day. How we can interact and connect, amen, with what the spirit of God, yes, is doing in our life or in our space. All right? Uh, the word of God is the most relevant news. Is the most relevant, you know, material. Is the most relevant information. Yes. It's more relevant than the news that is going to break tomorrow. Amen. So when we have a clear understanding, yes, of what the word of God is, it allows us to give accurate interpretation, yes, to events. I'm just kind of drawing back and giving you some, you know, perspective to why we are doing what we're doing or why we're teaching the things that we are teaching. You know, amen, that this hub, this amen platform is a prophetic is a prophetic hub, meaning that we use God's word to give us prophetic insight or understanding relating to the nature of the day. That's one of the beauty of ministry of the prophetic, which has been abused. In fact, many don't even understand that. All right, that the prophetic, amen, is 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 a tool for you know interpretation of times and season. That the prophetic is not just about being able to collect something. No, the the prophetic allow us to be able to align, amen, with what God is saying. That when we see events. When things are panning out around us, amen, and, and particularly when they're difficult, the best place to go, amen, is to, you know, to God's word. The best, you know, person to go to is the Holy Spirit, amen, who uses what I call, amen, the spirit of Christ. The Bible says the testimony of Jesus, amen, yes, is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the Holy Spirit uses, amen, that which, you know, has happened in the past. You understand? And, and, and give us, if you will, understanding or clarity to what is happening in the now. That is the power of the prophetic. And we need the prophetic. Please, I want to say this. Please, I beg of you. Do not allow, amen, the lies and the jargons that you're hearing out there about the prophetic, amen, make you, amen, shun and discard the prophetic gift because the prophetic gift is a powerful spiritual tool that God has given to us, amen, to accelerate, in fact, amen, to leapfrog, amen, to, ju to jumpstart, amen, to advance, amen, God's intentions for our life, either as a man, as a woman, as a husband, as a mother, amen, you, as a boss, wherever you are whatever you are doing you need amen the spirit of christ which is the prophetic the spirit of christ the ability to see into hallelujah the ability to make sense of the ability to understand the ability amen to interact with life in a manner in a way amen that you are not subdued 
Amen. The world that we live in wants to subdue us, wants to over, overpower us, overshadow us. But the prophetic gives us, if you will, amen, the leeway. It gives us direction. Amen. The prophetic gives us insight. Amen. Gives us foresight. Amen. Gives us materials. Gives us example, example, amen, on how to navigate life. If you're a Christian and you are not growing in the prophetic nature, your prophetic, amen, spirit, then you are basically doing yourself a disservice. You are limited, amen. Yes, when you're praying, you need to, you need to employ the tool of the prophetic. Yes, it it it, it enables you, it empowers you. Hallelujah. Yes, I mean, if not for the prophetic, I'm I'm not sure if I if 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 I'll still be surviving today. Yes, there are things that the enemy has really sent into my life to literally kill me to destroy me either you know as a man amen yes or, or you know as one sent in you know into ministry and when i look at my life most times things don't make sense but when i begin to allow myself to look at them through the eyes of christ then i cannot but to give glory to god you understand that's one of the beauty of the prophetic it allow you to be able to make sense of life because things that we're going to be going through, that men are going through, you will not just be able to compute. You know, it doesn't make sense. But of course, when you see things through the eyes of the law, when you understand, amen, life through the eyes of the law, when you have, you know, the perspective of God, of heaven, which of course is what the prophetic is all about. The prophetic brings heaven, amen, into earth. The prophetic allow you to see things from, amen, that vantage, amen, ascended view. Ah, now you can see. So, okay, now I understand. So, irregardless of what you may be facing or be going through, irregardless of what, amen, may be perfect you amen you are still able to stand here is a goliath standing before you because you have amen yes you've been schooled in the prophetic amen you've been built hallelujah in the spirit of the psalmist you have been empowered amen through the power of worship amen you know what praise can do amen you have a higher revelation of christ you have an understanding of the intentions of god amen and you've heard the word of god man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceed you see the prophetic is the proceed proceeding word there is the written word which is important amen but there is that proceeding word there's that word that god is saying to you amen what is the spirit of god saying to you? all of that amen you glean you gain from sitting from hallelujah interacting so those of you that are listening those of you that are coming those of you amen that have become almost like you know our disciple almost like our student amen or you know our listener on this platform what is what is happening in your life is that you have been injected amen with the prophetic spirit and that's why you need to be committed to it because amen if you get distracted amen if you allow something else to shift your focus yes you're still a christian but you will not have the kind of ability the kind of capability, the kind of understanding, all right? Things that should take you maybe three months, six months, amen, to, to deal with, to overcome. It may take you six years. That's what the prophetic does. It accelerates you, amen. It increases you, amen. It emboldens you, amen. It trains and prepares you, hallelujah, for what is ahead of you. And allow you to also make sense of your past. 
So you are, you are not living in some, you know, a, a fear and doubt and disappointment. You are able to move on. You are able to journey with God. So when God says continue to journey, don't look back. You don't look at, amen, what has been taken or what you have lost. You know that what is before you, amen, yes, is greater in proportion. You know that what is what is before you is greater in value. Hallelujah. Yes, the prophetic, amen, yes, is forward looking, even though it has an understanding and a clarity about the past amen so you can see what we're talking about all of these are important so that amen we we, we don't we our 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 knees amen don't start wumbling the bible says you know strengthen the feeble knees the plan of the enemy in our day, hallelujah, is to weaken our knees. Is to, you know, when you have a, a knees that is wumbling, you know, you can't stand properly. The prophetic gives us posture in the earth, hallelujah. No matter what is coming, no matter what the enemy is throwing at you, you are able to stand. It says, stand, amen, and watch and see the salvation of your God, hallelujah. And I mean, I don't know, I just went into all of that, <laughs> you understand? So, this is very important, amen. We've got to have the prophetic in, in focus in this new day and that means we have to have christ in focus because christ amen is the culmination he is the very definer hallelujah yes of what the prophetic is the prophetic is not about your million is coming it's not about somebody prophesying money into your life amen it's not about somebody telling you about some material things amen god blesses people even unbeliever he blesses them so we cannot chip in down or reduce the prophetic ministry amen yes to material things to to, to cosmetics to cosmeo hallelujah We've got to be able to have a higher vision, have a higher understanding. We've got to be more mature in the in the operations of the giftings of God for this new day. Amen. The days we live in, hallelujah, we're seeing an awakening of Asian powerful demonic spirit. Amen. Territorial spirit arising up. Amen. All across the nations. Amen. The continent. Amen. Is being hijacked by powerful satanic demonic. Amen. You know, spirits that will require a governmental apostolic community. Amen. Who has, amen, yes, their, 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 their spiritual sword well sharpened, amen, yes, through the auspice of the prophetic. That's what the prophetic does. It sharpens, amen, our sword. If the iron be dull, amen, it requires more, more strength. Hallelujah. So they bring us to a place and a point, amen, where they begin to sharpen, amen. Yes, our, our cutting edge, you know, our cutting edge, you know, the cutting edge. Of course, you know, that's the word. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay. You see, the prophet will give you clarity, understanding, interpretation of the word of God. So when you wave that sword, hallelujah, it cuts through. These are not the days where we exert strength by our own ability. These are the days where, amen, we depend on the strength of the Lord. We wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And then they will mount up with wings like eagle. Yes, they will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Those things, amen, we want to begin to see in our life, amen, in our community. We want to begin to, amen, walk and, and begin to enjoy, amen, the fruit and the labor, hallelujah, of our prophetic engagement. Are you listening, friends, this morning? These are things that the Lord, hallelujah, is requiring and demanding of us. So, we are not, we are not, we are not apologetic, amen, about what the prophetic ministry is. Like we have been saying, amen, Jezebel wants to, wants to run the prophet out of town, hallelujah. Yes, Jezebel wants to run the prophetic out of town. 
Jezebel wants to send, amen, yes, the, the true prophet out of town so that the fake ones, amen, that are, you know, that are eating on, you know, on our table will be the one that will be ministering to the people. But we say no. I say no to that. We raise a holy standard this day. We raise an embargo against, amen, the authority of Jezebel. We proclaim and we declare that the Jezebel's altar right now are coming down. We declare, amen, that the illegitimate, you know, governmental spirit that is, that is thriving, that is seeking to control the nations that control city society amen yes province we raise this day hallelujah an injunction against you we declare that you shall proceed no further we say the hand of the lord is against you we say the hand of the lord is against your authority we proclaim that your scepter is broken this day we declare that there's an awakening of a holy voice a people of righteousness are taking their place and marching yes in in in, in unison hallelujah in the authority of Yahweh conquering because they are people of Zion. These are the ones that have been born in Zion. The spirit of the Almighty is upon them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are we doing? We are proclaiming, we are declaring what the Lord is doing in our day, what the spirit of God is staring in our day. We are declaring that we are a different kind of breed. As, as we are seeing hybrid people, you know, as we are seeing and we are, you know, our, our, you know, being, being, being awakened to a day where hybrid people are emerging, hallelujah, from the covens of darkness, as we seen, or yes, highly intelligent, demonic, amen, powerful forces, yes, being unleashed upon our land. We declare that we rise up in the spirit, yes, of the wisdom of God. We rise up in the spirit, in the knowledge and in the understanding of the Holy One. We say we are the one who have partaken, who are partaking of the fruit of the tree of life. We declare that we are invincible. We cannot be destroyed. We are indestructible because Christ is in us. Hallelujah. We rise up in the authority, in the power and in the dominion of God's prophetic mandate for our day. We declare that the word of God will be clearly understood. The Bible says the word of the Lord grew and mightily prevailed. We declare this is the day of the prevailing of truth. God's word is prevailing over the land. We are the Elishas of our day as we continue to journey to the place where we cross Jordan, hallelujah, with Elijah. We begin to ask and inquire. The Lord said to me this morning while I was reading about Elisha and I'm going to show you that scripture the Bible says when they cross Jordan Jordan is a place of the cross Jordan is also the place of interaction is a place oh yes of interaction but it's also uh, the place of transaction the scripture said when they cross Jordan remember they've been coming from Gilgal now I'm I'm, I'm 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 talking about Elisha now. They've been coming from Gilgal, and we have understood what Gilgal represents. They went to Bethel, the house of bread. Hallelujah! Yes, Elisha has been fed. Elisha have received, if you will, yes, the revelation of God for his day. Elisha has received a blueprint. Yes, yes, for his city, he's received clarity because that's the place, Amen. Where you are, where you are schooled. Gil, excuse me. You know, a Bethel is the place where you are tutored, where you are schooled, where you are built where you are empowered where you are established upon what is known as the present truth but all of that is not enough are you getting are you seeing the, pro, the you know the process and the proceedings of the things of the spirit so from Gilgal from Gilgal they went to Bethel 
And even though Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha said, no, we will interact in Bethel, but I will go yonder with you. And so from Bethel, they went to, amen, to the next place called Jericho. And Jericho, we know that is a high wall, is a place of, of war, is a place of defense, is a place where you have to have a different mindset, amen, to break through. All of this is to prepare Elisha, amen, to, you know, to go back, amen, and face this spirit called Jezebel. I hope you understand the context. I need you to understand, amen, all of this so that you, you are able to appreciate what God is doing in our day. The kind of people that are going to be able to restore, rebuild, amen. Yes, establish the government of God upon the nation, upon the land. A people that are going to uproot, amen. Yes, the, the ancient demonic system, amen, that have, that have impoverished and have continued to keep the people in the state of darkness, hallelujah, will be a people, amen, who have an understanding of what, amen, apostolic governmental spirit is and means, amen, to human reform, to societal transformation. Hallelujah. And these are people, amen, who are focused, who are totally, amen, laser focused, amen, on the ascended revelation of Jesus. Because what Elijah said to Elisha made me to understand this. Elijah said to Elisha, let me see if I can track that word quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let me quickly look for that word. I hope I have it here. Second Kings, Second Kings two one says, when they had crossed, where did they cross? They crossed, Amen, River Jordan. And remember the things I said about River Jordan is a place of baptism. Is a place of baptizo. You die to yourself. You die to your old nature. You die, amen, to your former identity. You want to come into prophetic leadership. You want to come into governmental leadership. You want to come into a day where your life becomes a reflection of God's, amen, intention for your day. You want to come into the place, amen, of relevancy. You want to come to the place of, amen, true influence. Influencing. I'm not talking about an influence that, you know, that puffs you up. I'm not talking about an influence, amen, you know, that, 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 that makes people to look up to, you know, I'm talking about an influence, amen, that represent Christ. Got to have an understanding of what the Spirit of God is demanding nowadays. An influence born out of the place of humility. An influence born out of the place of death. An influence born out of the place of baptism. Good word this morning, Lord. Good word. Thank you, Father. Are you getting this? So after they had crossed Jordan, I'm reading 2 Kings. This is a mistake. It's supposed to be 2 Kings, not 1 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. We're reading 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 9. When they had crossed Jordan, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I may do for you. There's something, hallelujah, yes. That they began to talk about. Have you seen that the narrative, amen, of the discussion changed? Elisha is no longer, excuse me, Elijah is no longer saying stay here. Because that's the last lap. That's the point, amen, where he's going to be translated. Where the chariot of fire, hallelujah, is going to take him to the ascended life. Everyone that have served God and have lived in accordance to the will of God, amen, are translated, are taken to the high order of life. Hallelujah. So Elijah is about, amen, to be, to be taken. Now the transaction, amen, the, the conversation changes. He said, tell me, what do you want from me? Elijah, 
Elisha said, please let me inherit a double. Let me have, let me receive a double portion, amen, of your spirit. A double share of your spirit. In other words, what God placed on you, what God what God placed upon you, what God enabled you, amen, to have in terms of the prophetic that allow you to become his representative, his governmental voice upon the land. That when you walk in the land, everybody is afraid of you. Hallelujah. Yes, what God placed on you that allows you to become yes is representative in terms of righteousness and justice can i have a double portion of it like i said before elijah excuse me elisha had seen the strength of elijah and has also seen the what the weakness of of his master so he knew that if he doesn't have a if he doesn't ask double portion he will also be defeated in the same spot in the very place that elisha hallelujah was almost being defeated he knew that for him to be able to finish this woman called Jezebel, he was going to need a double portion. Are you tracking with me this morning? He asked for a double portion. I don't want, I don't want double portion of your money. <laughs> I don't want double portion, amen, of, of, you know, of, of your, of your influence. I want double portion of your when you when we are brought into a day where we need to make transaction with with you know kingdom economy what are you going to be asking i said we are in a day where amen we are being called to make transaction amen based on kingdom economy there's an economy hallelujah that is that is that is being released upon the sons of men today and there's an economy hallelujah that is that is being awakened hallelujah from the covens from you know from the cosmos from the systems of this world and they're telling us we've got to we, we've got to you've got to seize that opportunity have you understand that amen the world of ai has just opened amen a, a different order a new platform amen yes of economy and it's important that we, 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 we talk about this that we have an understanding of these two systems while amen the, the, the world of AI amen and the, of course you know that the world of AI is taking over the world of the internet everything is going to change the way we transact the way we do business finance the way we everything about life amen is now being eroded it's now being changed it's now being disrupted amen yes by this technology called the ai but it's in the midst of that earlier that heaven is also releasing amen the economy of christ if you are not focused on the economy of Christ and you allow, amen, the pressure of the economy of the world of AI. Listen, I never said the economy of the world of AI is not good, but I'm saying we must not focus on it. It must not become our core. It must not become our chief goal because if you do, you are going to miss Christ. You are going to miss the intentions and the direction. Remember, all things belong to God. God will use the world of AI to advance his purpose. But when, amen, the tool becomes your focus, you miss the objective, amen, of the vision. That's the point. And a lot of people are going to miss it. Just like, amen, with, you know, when God releases certain grace, certain materials, certain resources in the past, amen. We took our, our eyes off Jesus, the giver, amen. And we focus on those things. God in the, in the, in the late 
late 80s, early 90s, amen, released, amen, a financial resource, amen, to the church for the advancement, for the building of his, of his intention. What did the church do, amen? We took the resource, amen. We took our eyes off Jesus. We continued to focus, amen, on the release of financial, you know, you know, prosperity, amen. And we built a golden calf. We, we literally built a calf around the gift that God gave to us to advance his purpose. That has always been the problem of the church. All right, take your eyes off the gift. You take your excuse me. Take your eyes off the giver. You focus on the gift, and the gift becomes an idol. It's the same thing God is doing in our day. They are releasing resources. They are releasing, amen. They are releasing new opportunity. Everybody on earth today, hallelujah, has got an opportunity to excel, to succeed, to break through, hallelujah, to be somebody. But first of all, you've got to believe in yourself, amen. You've got to be able to have an insight and understanding of what is going on. And that's why, amen, ministry like us is very important, amen. You just need a little bit of, you know, of commitment, a little bit of, you know, study, a little bit of research, a little bit of, amen, you know, you know, get to know what's going on, amen, and and find you know what where you are good at. What has what has God placed in your life? I tell you that that is that is that is you know that is if you will, there's an app, if you will, you know, there's a technology that can enhance that aspect of your life. But you've got to keep Christ in focus. It cannot be said, hallelujah, that while we are going to work, while we are doing our daily business, that our eyes, hallelujah, is taken off Christ. The Bible says, two shall be in the field. That's one of my best scriptures, amen, in the Bible. Two shall be in the field. One will be taken and the other will be left. The two are walking, but the difference is that while they were walking, one was focused on the law. I'm doing my work. I'm, I'm very skillful, amen. I'm committed, hallelujah, but my eyes is still on the Lord. John said, I was in the spirit in the last day, but he was in the island of Patmos, amen, in labor. He was in the island of Patmos, amen, breaking stone, but he was in the spirit. He's in the midst, hallelujah, of our labor. He's in the midst of our work. He's in the midst, hallelujah, of the scripture coming to pass. Occupy till I come. It's in the midst of our occupation, hallelujah, that the things of God, amen, is going to meet with us. <coughs> Excuse me. The Lord never uses idle hands. The Lord never uses idle hands idle hands amen become idols themselves because what the devil does with idle hands amen it gives them an image to worship it gives them something to serve so i need you to get clear, clear understanding on what we're talking about all right what amen we we are we are, we, are, we are experiencing an inflow amen yes of a new opportunity amen to change our world to transform society through the you know through the kind of you know uh, if you will you know technology that is coming to the fore amen the devil has no technology all all things come from god but the enemy is very good amen in hijacking amen things in hijacking times and season in hijacking resource in hijacking technology you know like I know that the TV is not evil but the TV has been used amen to do a lot of harm yes 
I mean, we won't have the issue of lust and pornography and all of these crazy things today, all right, if not for the TV. But guess what? <laughs> the TV has enhanced the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it all depends, amen, on the person. And this is why our gospel has to be focused, amen, not on peripheral things, but on the real reality, on the real issues of life, amen. Sin is of the heart. Sin is not a product that is produced, amen. No, sin is not a tool, hallelujah. The sin in us, amen, yes, will make use of tools that are designed, hallelujah, for good, amen, and pervert it, amen, for his own selfish use. Sin, hallelujah, yes, is the root of selfishness, self-centeredness. What does that mean? It means the worship of self, amen, the pleasure of self. If you can destroy, amen, if you can neutralize, amen, your own selfish kind of desire, oh, God will bless you because, amen, God is looking for instrument, people, he can put tools, material into their hand, money into their hand for the advancement of his kingdom. The reason why many of us, many people don't have in the way they want to have is because there are still things in their life that can hijack that blessing, that money, that resource, amen, for your own selfish desire, which of course will destroy you. That's the purpose of sin. The purpose of sin is to destroy man. And like I said, the heart of sin is self, is self, is self. All right? Whatever is given to you, if you don't know how to use it to advance the cause of God, to advance the purpose of God, the enemy is going to hijack it. The enemy is already hijacking. I mean, you will think of a drone that is made, a drone made, amen, yes, to serve resource, to, you know, to, to, to take you know, medications to take information to places where maybe there's no good road. You understand? You, you've got, you know, a drone that is created, you know, in, in let's say a place in Nigeria where what you have is a water, you know, a water area. All right. So there's a drone that can basically go deliver a medicine, go deliver materials, go deliver goods to people. The same drone, amen, that is designed for that can be, you know, can be armed, you understand? Yes, with weaponry to go and bomb place, to go and destroy place. All has to do with the construct of the human heart. That's why the gospel has to be about the condition. The gospel is about transforming the heart of men first before their state or status. The gospel men are preaching today is about changing status, not condition of heart. If, if my status changes and my heart has not changed, guess what? I'm still the same whole person. Oh, come on. You're not listening to me. Somebody can change my status. But if my heart has not changed, I'm still the same old person. I'm just a devil, hallelujah, in a, in a, in a white suit. I'm a devil, hallelujah, yes. You know, <laughs> empowered to do something, you know, you know, destructive. Even though everything around me looks nice, looks beautiful. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? So it's not just about, you know, the, the around, the surrounding. It's about the construct of your heart. And this is why we keep saying that we've got to keep Christ in focus. Because when Christ is in focus, he sits upon the throne of our heart. And when he sits upon the throne of our heart, amen, we only do the beating, hallelujah, of his father. This is the principle. This is the technology that Jesus showed us. Only what I see my father do. I do. Only what, amen, I hear my father say, I do. Hallelujah. He never presume. When you presume, hallelujah, you automatically give, amen, yes, the kingdom of self, authority to rule over your life. 
Are you getting the point? So the issue of focus is very, very vital. Let's go back to that scripture that I'm reading. I'm not done. Hallelujah. Elijah said to Elisha, when you see me go, remember, it was after they had crossed Jordan. It, it was after the baptism. Baptism is symbolic of death to the old. That's a place of transaction. That is a place, amen, of deep spiritual economy, of deep spiritual, amen, interaction. When you see me go, he asked him, you can have it. Elisha said, please, let me, let me inherit a double portion. I'm sure this man, Elijah, must have some, you know, some, some, you know, things. Yeah, we don't know. I'm just speculating. But, I mean, everything this man owned is leaving it behind. Can you believe that? The Lord was going to take him out. Not his car, not his money, not his chariot, amen. Not his influence, not his position, not his connection. Everything is going to be left behind. And Elisha, amen. In fact, you know that by the time Elisha joined Elijah, amen. Elisha was, was a well-to-do person. He was influential. Amen. Yes. He was a successful caturera. He was a successful farmer. You understand? So, like I said earlier, God does not use, amen, failures. God doesn't use failures. No. It changes. It, it takes what we have, amen, and transforms them into tools, amen, for the advancement of his purpose. Because what we have today, people who have failed, who, who, who cannot do anything in life, they decide, okay, let me go start a church. And this is the reason why we continue, amen, yes, to impoverish society. This is the reason that when people start bringing money to church, all right, suddenly they become demigods. All of this has to change. We have to understand the reason why God is calling us and the reason why. I mean, I want to continue to be God's spokesman, God's voice, amen. When I look, when I look at what is going on across the globe today, I say to myself, Isaiah, you've got your work cut out for you. Even though the enemy daily is bombarding my mind and say, you have no, you have no place, you have no voice. You, you, you have no legitimacy, you have no authority, you have no money. You can't even do X, Y, Z. <laughs> and you say you've got a voice. Well, I've got a voice and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm still speaking this morning, devil. Is somebody listening to me? You've got to have a different view, a different perspective or else the enemy is going to shut you down. The money bags are going to continue to run the church. They tell you, no, affluence and status is what matters. No, it's the condition of heart. It's the state of your heart because that is what God looks at. God said to his prophet, Amen, Samuel. He said, Man looks at the outward, but I, God, look at what? The heart. God does not choose us because of our status. He chooses us because of the condition, because of the attitude, because of the value system of our heart. Hallelujah. And all of this speaks into, Amen, focusing on Christ. Because when we focus on Christ, Amen, we draw value. We drop, we drop perspective. We draw understanding. We draw, hallelujah, yes, clarity of how to live life, of how to measure our life, of how to define and determine our success. So what we're seeing here, amen, yes, is a transaction, amen, yes, of focus, undivided focus. I said what we're seeing here between Elijah and Elisha, amen, yes, is an undivided, amen, yes, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, transaction 
based on focus. Just as we are enjoy, amen, to look unto Jesus, Elisha is basically saying the same thing symbolically, amen, to Elisha. He said, you want to enter into this order. You want to, rep, you know, represent and replicate what Christ did on earth. You want to walk because Jesus said, amen, greater walk than this shall you do because I go to my father. But, but you cannot, we cannot do greater walk if we are not focused on him. If our mind, hallelujah, is not pursuing him. Greater work you will do. But how can we do greater work if Jesus is not in view? If we're not interacting. So it's the same thing Eli Elijah, Elijah is indirectly saying to Elijah. Alright? What you ask for is a hard thing. Yet if you see me, that was see me, Shazar. It's not to just to blepo. Blepo means to, to look into, to have a sense of understanding. Yes. But to Shazam means, hallelujah, to, to have a keen interest, to have amen, a laser focus on divided attention. Those are two Greek words. Greek, Greek words. I mean, the word sight in the Greek means so many things. It means to continue to see, amen, through the eyes of the earth. Even though your two eyes are plugged off, you are blind, yet, hallelujah, you are illuminated. Because sight has to do with understanding. Did you hear me? Sight has to do with understanding. It is sight that gives us initiative. One of the things that I've, I've, I've been seeking to teach my children is the concept of initiative. Being able to take initiative. You know, initiative means that you are able to preempt things before they happen. I see that most, most young people today do not have initiative. They don't have initiative. They just look at things and see what they want to see. But be able to you know, look at things and say, if this thing happened like this, this is what is going to happen. So you preempt. If, 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 if I, if the way I'm seeing this thing, it seems that thing is going to fall. So before that thing falls, you are there to what? Yes, to wedge it. That's initiative. The reason why, mo listen to this, and I'm going to say something very, very controversial. But I, I live in the world of, you know, controversy. One of the reasons why foreigners are taking jobs from South Africans, all right, is because most of the foreigners have initiative. The, listen, any any employer, all right, will add to you, will add to you, will give you more money. It's not because, listen, it's not because of cheap labor. No, no, no. It's because, yes, that may be part of it. But one of the reasons is because of initiative. Initiative means that you're thinking ahead, all right. You're seeing things outside the curve. You're seeing things, amen, behind the bend, you know. I love this nation. I'm sent to this nation. I've been talking about this for years. How to empower, amen, you know, South Africans, particularly, you know, the middle class and those, you know, beneath the middle class, you know, how to, how to build them up. And there's so much you can learn. You can learn from many of the so-called, you know, foreigners coming to South Africa. You're not seeing value. You're not seeing something you can learn from them. Before you send them out of your country, learn from them. Learn initiative. Because listen, those who are in charge of the business of, of South Africa, most of them are not South Africans. And those th that are South Africans, listen to this. Listen to this. They also understand hallelujah, yes, what it means, amen, to do business in a global village, in a global society. What does that mean? It means, alright, that before you think of, amen, giving a employment to somebody who will do the job but will not do it very well 
you will consider the person that you know is thinking ahead of you the person that is saying how can i turn amen two rand into five into five rand you understand this is the concept jesus gave to us he said occupy till i come do business till i come so so i'm giving era i'm giving you know two rand all right to go trade you understand and by the time i come back my two rand are stunned to four rand. that takes initiative it's gonna take humility it's gonna take you coming down from your high horse i'm being able to understand i'm telling you what i'm teaching my own children my kids i say hey listen you've got to you've got to have initiative initiative is what but creativity if you don't have the desire to want to learn to want to you know find out to want to see why things are the way they are why things work the way in in, in certain ways okay not just go through the book you know i'm just doing what they asked me to do no initiative means going beyond your duty going beyond your call of duty seeing things amen yes from a new light i said something some time ago i said when a prophet speaks a prophet will speak in a parable it is you who are following it is you who are pursuing it is you that needs something amen that will be thinking ahead what does it mean have you noticed jesus spoke in a parable and he did that deliberately he said yes he said i want to hide this thing from them you know why because they don't value it they said you do not give you don't cast the pearl before the swine lest they dash it on the floor amen stample on it and turn to you who gave them the gift and start beating you that's a that's a mindset of falling humans and listen to this i'm not blaming south africans for this i'm blaming the system you see there's a system oh god help me Oh, I, I pray people understand you can drive out all the foreigners out of this country. Listen to this, South Africans. You will still not be able to do certain things because the apartheid system, you, you understand, has damaged something within the core structure, amen, of how people ought to think and behave. Yes, certain people have escaped that mindset. <clears throat> excuse me but most of the people i'm saying this because this is where i am right now amen this is the context of the message that i'm preaching you've got to be able to see the damage and find the right solution not you understand not trying to use a you know a, a, a paracetamol to deal with you understand a migraine headache when you have a migraine you don't need a paracetamol paracetamol may may soothe the pain may give you some temporal you know a relief but it's not going to address the migraine you understand this now that is the solution most you know politicians are trying to offer you're, you're trying to use you understand you know some some temporal solution to deal with an issue that is embedded deep uh, and i know you're gonna hate me for what i'm talking about but this is the truth i know you're studying me but this is the truth you've got to be able to reach deep and it's gonna be painful go ask the surgeon if they have to make a decision between saving your life and cutting your feet that's a hard decision I don't think a lot of people understand, amen, yes, what has been done to the, to the psyche, you understand, yes, of people. When they tell you, 
there are places you cannot go there are places you cannot cross when they tell you all right that is where you are supposed to live you live in a township and you have to take god knows what amen to come to town and walk and when you get to the environment of your boss where you're gonna walk amen you still need a pass and all kinds of things you say well but that happened back then oh well you don't understand that <laughs> you understand spirits mindset are transferable you understand that the, the the mindset of most people particularly okay maybe i should not go further because i can already feel amen yes but these are discussions that people are going to have if you want to save a nation you're not going to save a nation by just giving hand, handouts by just giving some you know glorified you know uh, uh boy scotters you call you know rdp houses and you still see what's going on even around those things there's something that has to give way. There's something we've got to deal with within the mindset. What am I saying? When you see me go, there are certain dimensions you're not going to come to. There are certain positions of influence and authority. There are certain positions of, of business and engagement you're not going to go to. Except you have the initiative, amen, to be focused to one certain thing. What do you want? What are you seeking for? You know, truth is very, very powerful. Yes, yet truth is dangerous and truth is bitter. And that's why most people don't speak the truth. We speak around the truth. You know, and I've been known to speak the truth. I keep saying, yes, there are, there are terrible people in South Africa, terrible foreigners in South Africa doing terrible things. And each one, if there are a million, each one of them should be deported. But the rhetorics, all the foreigners must go. We don't want, they've taken over our country. You don't understand how the 21st century, hallelujah, has been designed. Just as how, amen, the first century. Even in the first, in the first century, they were cross-bordering. They were, hallelujah, migration. They were concept of migration. You know, goods and, as long as goods and services are flowing, people will flow. People are like rivers. Even if you build a wall, Donald Trump said he wants to build a wall. Even if you build a wall, you understand? People are like river. They will still flow. I am not trying to undermine, you understand, the work of, of you know, strong brother. Let's have strong brother. But I'm saying, you understand, to build an economy because a nation is built on an economy. An economy is a reflection of the values of people. It's not just about the skill of people. Economy is about the value of people. If you're looking for an economy and you're rejecting people, sorry, you're not going to have it. I don't want to be distracted. But I thought that is something that we need to look into because our message has to be relevant amen, to our situation. Whatever message we preach, if it's, if it's not relevant to what is on ground, if it's not relevant to dealing with amen, day-to-day life, dealing with real-life issues, then it's not the message. Jesus preached a message earlier that touched the life of the farmer, that touched the life of the fisherman, that touched the life earlier of dog, dog workers, that touched the life amen, of tax collector. And we see change. Those dock workers, those God knows who, you know, many of them have different identity. It dealt with a woman, a man, a prostitute. You understand? From a different country, from a different, you know, uh, environment called Samaria. 
The Jews and Samaria are like the South Africans and Nigerians. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't want to hear the truth. The truth is what set us free. But this truth has the ability and the capability, amen, to change and to transform our life if we are open. If we are open. And this conversation, earlier must be laid in a, in a manner, Alea, that allow us to embrace truth. Because listen, truth is our last hope. If we deny the truth, then we have denied ourselves of the future. We have denied ourselves, amen, of, of, of transformation, of healing, of deliverance. I still believe that this nation has not been truly healed. Now, let's take what I've just said now and, and, and lay another layer of what happened in during the COVID-19. I'm sure if, if you have been following me, you will, know, you will notice the way I've been speaking about these things. You see, events place a lasting impact in the life of people. The COVID-19, the, the impact of COVID-19 is almost close to, amen, the impact of slavery, slave trade. It's just that it happened in a modern society. But the, the shared impact, the shared, amen, influence of certain individual upon, amen, the entire globe is... You, you can't begin to comprehend it. I was searching through the, you know, through, you know, through the online at, at a point, and only one man, only one professor, I, I'm not sure if he's from the University of uh, uh, um, Western Cape, I'm not sure, but a professor here in South Africa looked at, you know, the psychological impact of COVID-19. Who has talked about this, the, the psychological impact of COVID-19 on people generally? No, we move on. No, we can move on, but the things don't move on because they remain in our life and we use those things, amen, that are there to react. So what we're seeing, amen, is reaction. We are reacting, amen. We react through all kinds of means. Whatever, you know, uh, you know means we have that allow us to react, we react. Pain is very real, but if you react based on pain, you're going to make more mistake. Did you hear what I said? Pain is real. But if you react, this, these are things that Jesus taught us. We're not to deny the pain. We're not to deny the injustice. We're not to deny amen, our lack, our need, our ignorance. But we cannot use them to react. If we do, we're going to create more harm for ourselves. And of course for society. What am I saying? When they cross Jordan, every one of us must cross, must, must cross that place of pain. God will not use us to enter the next phase of ministry. Yes, Father. God will not use us to enter the next phase, amen, of building homes, family, community, government. If we have not crossed Jordan successfully, if you die at Jordan, it means that... <laughs> You've been found wanting. But when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what you want. You better stay, amen, on the other side before crossing Jordan and continue to enjoy your Christianity and just, you know, do your hocus pocus. You understand? But if you're going to cross and you're going to take a people to cross Jordan, ah, 
I mean, you begin to appreciate the capacity of somebody like Moses. It took an entire nation to cross Jordan. To cross, amen, the sea. Jesus was buried. Jesus was born, earlier, buried, earlier, resurrected, amen, in Jordan. That's why when he came out of Jordan, what happened? He stepped into ministry. All that Elisha had learned for 22 years, yes, are called to bear in this cross path because this is the place where the baton, amen, yes, will be passed to him. This is the place where his true calling, this is the place where he's going to be initiated. This is the place where he's going to be empowered. This is the place where, amen, he's going to receive a new zest, a new you know, a capacity, if you will, a new apostolic configuration, a new system within his spirit man, amen, to rise up and begin to engage with issues. All of this has to do with issues, real issues, real time issues. This is, this is deep stuff. This is big. But the point I want to draw this morning is Elijah said to him What you what you have asked is, is a hard thing Yet If you can see me Taken from you If you can maintain your focus In the midst of the pain In the midst of the distraction If you can keep Hallelujah Your focus Yes On Jesus if you can continue to maintain your focus. Listen, friend, it's very difficult to maintain our focus on Christ when there's a need. When there is need, when there is, you know, situation, challenges that are constantly seeking to distract you. It's easy to focus on Jesus when there are no challenges, when everything is just rosy. When, when everything sounds nice, all right? when you just, you know, won that contract, it's easy to say, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's easy to focus on Jesus. Yes. When you don't need to pay no bills, when you don't need, you understand, to, to go and defend yourself in a law court. It's easy to, to, you know, when everybody's around you and singing your praise, it's easy when you've got... You know, thousands of pe people, amen, bowing to you in the name of you running the church. It's easy to say Jesus is Lord. It's easy to, you know, to brag and to boast. But to keep your mind, your eyes focused on Jesus when, amen, everything is taken from you. When, that's when you begin to appreciate Job. When God says, go, go, go test him. Take everything he owns except his soul. Afflict his body, yes, with boil and, and, and disease. Ah, then we know if indeed you are still able to focus on Jesus. You see, that's why I said most times, oftentimes we preach what I call idealistic message. But when Amen, you are about to be, you are about to be evicted. Amen, your house is about to be repossessed. Your car is about to be repossessed. When you find yourself in a, in a situation where you've done everything righteous, yet you are still being buffeted daily amen, by contradictions, by negativity, and you're wondering, what is the cause in my father's house? What is this thing pursuing me? <laughs> Why is it that everybody makes it, but when it comes to me, 
is like the door shuts. <laughs> because I'm telling you, you, you are going to be pushed to that, to that point. That's where they want to know if indeed Jesus is in focus. This is what I mean when we say, let's, let's look unto Jesus. Because there are things in our day, both aggressively and subtly, amen, pulling us away from Christ. There are crises in our day that is turning men to beasts. That is turning Christians, amen, to beasts. There are situations that, amen, we're going to face in life that suddenly the brother you think, amen, was your pally, was your ally, suddenly turn against you. There are conditions you're going to find yourself. And you're going to be looking for somebody to just stand with you in prayer. And they're not there. And you're wondering. You find yourself in a situation where all you need is just an hundred rand, hundred rand to save you. And you can't find it. What would you do? Would you still keep amen, your eyes on the Lord and in fact Jesus is like he's not coming <laughs> amen Mary concluded no he's not coming one day at the resurrection I will see my brother again but in this matter uh -uh, the Lord has failed us hello the Lord has failed us I thought he was my friend I loved him. I served him. I gave. I'm committed to his cause. I prayed and we had waited. I believed that he was coming to, to, you know, to heal my brother. Lazarus is dead. To add salt to injury, he turned up at the fourth day. They say he's dead. We've already buried him. Hey. Oh, come on. You're not understanding what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's been dead four days. According to the, you know, to the, you know, to the Jewish, you know, a tradition, you know, by the third day, we must embalm, we must bury. Embalm. We've sealed this thing. It's over. We've come to the point of accepting our lot. You have failed us, even though we don't say it. <laughs> Jesus wept. He didn't weep because Lazarus was dead. He wept because of their unbelief. He wept because of the unbelief of Mary, particularly. Because she then said, I know, 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 I know I will see him again at the resurrection. <laughs> she used a sense of knowledge of scripture. I know. So she, she knows the scripture. Here's a scripture standing, talking. That's the place many of us are going to find ourselves. Where, where is help coming from? Where's manna coming from? Where's sustenance coming from? Where's deliverance coming from? They say, keep your eyes on Jesus. They say, for, for, for 430 years, we've been keeping our eyes on him. He never turned up. So we have chosen to believe in Pharaoh. They said, take us back to Egypt. Is he going to kill us in this desert? Take us back to Egypt. We prefer the cucumbers and the lettuce. That seem to be amen, the analogy of, of the spirit that is taking place in South Africa. We want to be in Egypt. We want to be 
in bondage. You even hear people today tell you that, amen, apartheid time, all right, were, were much better than, all right, this democracy. I've heard that several times. They will say that. What are they talking about? They're talking about all right, the fact that they're able to eat. At least during apartheid, we can eat. Listen to this. That is the most... I don't even know how to, you know, how to qualify what I'm about to say. But that is, you know, poverty upon poverty. Amen. Ingrained poverty speaking. And I understand why they're speaking like that. Because we, we promise the people, you understand, free food, free house, free water, free this, free that. So the people develop a sense of entitlement. That's why the ANC cannot remain in power, amen, except they continue to bankroll all these free services, which of course they are not able to. And this is the reason why they are dropping. Something has to change. And I'm not just talking about issues here in South Africa. These are the things impacting, amen, yes, the African culture, the African nation. It's a wrong mindset. And yet we want to we want to align to a country like China. Go and study the history of China by the year 19 from 1950, 1960, 1970. There was a period in China where people were eating, eating from the dustbin. People were eating, you, you, you understand? Where people, in fact, parents could not feed their children. And I'm not trying to praise the communist party system, no. But I'm saying something happened. Something happened within the core structure of the people. That no, we are not going to sit here and die. We're going to rise up. We're going to put ourselves to hard labor. We are going to be self-dependent in terms of food. And this is why today the Xi Jinping of this world and the Communist Party of China believe that there is no God because they saw how they were able to put their mind you know, their soul, their strength into work and they saw what they can create you like it or not, China is a superpower they did everything they could do to bring themselves out of poverty they send their children to the to you know to schools overseas to America. Go and learn about what those people are doing. Come back earlier and replicate the same technology. And somebody open their mouth and be and be and be poo -poo 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 on things that they have no sense. How do you change a nation? If you don't have a vision for a nation, it's easy for somebody to manipulate you, to use need, all right, to, to, to whine you. If, if, people, if people are now saying that apartheid regime is better than this democracy, it tells you how this present democracy has failed woefully. Everybody in politics has failed woefully. But secondly, it also shows us, amen, how ingrained the apartheid system, the divide and rule system. You see, it's that same spirit, that divide and rule system, because that's the apartheid. It's the same spirit that says, amen, even though we have the same skin, the same color, but 
is a Nigerian, is a Ghanaian. They are different from us, so they must go back to their country. We don't want them in our country. It's that same spirit. Can you see the same spirit? It's the same spirit that will cause amen, a South African to rise against a South African. Amen. It's the same spirit amen, that will cause a man in his home amen, to take a gun amen, and shoot his own son and shoot his own wife. You understand? It's the same spirit. It's easy to play the blame game. But we have to first of all see, amen, how this thing has caused damage within the core structure of our life as a, as a people, as a nation. If I have the opportunity today to speak to people, amen, in, in power, this is, these are the things I'm going to be saying to them. You can, you can decide to kill me or decide to say, okay, leave, leave my country. I would, but I would have told you the truth. There is something that needs to be fixed within Alea. Yes, the cultural value system of the people. When you push those people to the wall, amen, what will come out of them is what is, amen, defaultly built. It's the same, it's the same thing that is happening in America, but on a different note. Dignity begins from the place earlier of labor, but labor earlier must have human face, must have humanity, and that's what is different right now, amen. Between you know uh, uh, the, the the socialist party economic system and the capitalist amen uh, 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 party system, they are both evil, but one ha knows how to play the game than the other. At least in the capitalist system, you can still serve your God. In the socialist system, amen, you are not even allowed to serve God. Do you know that today in China, the Bible has been changed? But my point is, the Chinese were able to bring themselves out of mental poverty. Out of, you understand, social infrastructure poverty. Some of the technology that Chinese have, Americans don't have it. Cons you know, talk about you know technology that, that that deals with you know you know machines that can build things, that can create things, that can. Come on, I'm saying that some countries in Africa were doing far much better when Chinese, amen, were impoverished. But what happened? Look at Africa to today. Today, Africa is Chinese, amen, is impoverishing Africans, you know, uh, 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 resources. As long as, amen, the, the leaders can do whatever they want to do. We don't interfere with, you know, politics, but we interfere with the economy. Which one is more? Isn't, isn't politics, isn't politics, amen, alive, amen, to guard the economy? Oh, come on. Oh, hallelujah. We've got to think. We've got to be able to look at scripture and find values and principles, amen. Yes, to deal with issues of our life. I'm looking at all kinds of things, alright, that I'm, I'm asking the Lord, empower me financially to do things in communities. I just want to do things in communities. I give you I give you a good example. I'm living in a place where on the other side of the community there's 
poverty. But all of them know me because I go there, I assist them, I do whatever I need, I need to do. But what I want to do is just to open, you understand, what you call a training school. I call it play, work and play school. Work and play. There are young kids, you know, 15, 14, 10. They're no longer going to school. They're smoking their life away. You just need to have a center for them. It's not a big thing. Just have a center for them where you teach them some handwork. Teach them carpentry. You know, teach them how to build things, how to create things. Teach them how to build. Teach them how to, you know, how to, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it now? How to mold things. Poetry. Teach them a little bit of, you know, not big farming, just little things. And they do that, you know, loving it. In the, and, and, and you give them an incentive. End of the week, all right, you give them an incentive. So uh, they, they, are, they are happy. They can see what they're doing. And you say, well, that incentive I'm giving to you, I want you to know how to save. So you open an account for them. And you say, okay, uh, if, if, if your incentive is 300 rand, okay, uh, you, you can keep 200 rand. The, the 100 rand will put it in a, an account for you. And you can monitor it by yourself. What are you doing? You're creating dignity for them. You're building dignity for them. I mean, there are big centers built all around, built around South Africa, but those centers are becoming white elephants. Nothing is happening there. You create things. Ah, sports. Yes, sport is good. But you've got to give dignity to the people. They have to have a sense of self-worth. This issue of trade, you know, trade that you say the Somalians are taking over the Pakistani. Create a center where you teach your people how to trade. Give them incentive. Teach them how to sew. Teach them how to make things, leather things. Teach them so many. The opportunity is all over. You know, the, the, the whole place is littered with rubbish. Gather those rubbish, amen, and build something out of them. We just need a little bit of money to do all of this. If I have the kind of resource, that's what I'm going to do. Got to focus on the next generation that the enemy has, has already captured and he wants to destroy. Teach them, earlier, yes, how to use camera. Teach them. You know, South Africa is a beautiful place. Tell them. If I thought about this years ago, you know, buy a little camera for them. Go take pictures. The best one we select, you understand, and we sell them for you. Skill must be utilized to give people dignity. When you're working and you don't have dignity in what you're doing, you're basically a machine. And this is why, listen to this, this is why most, most men in South Africa, when they walk and in Friday you see them in the beer parlor, they finish their money. Because amen, there's no sense of dignity. There's no sense of pride to what they're doing. They, I mean, they blow the money in the beer parlor on Fridays. The money's gone. By Monday, they're already begging and borrowing again. So you, you live in a vicious circle that by the end of the month, there's no money left. An average South African, and I'm saying this, an average South African, by the end of the month, there is no money left in, the, in their purse, in their, you know, in their pocket. Money has going to all kinds of clearing debts. That's why you have all these loan houses all over. If I'm in the government, the first thing I'm going to do is shut down those loan houses. Because that is a way of destroying the future of young children. 
don't tell me you can't do without certain things you see somebody that is not that is not working you're not doing any meaningful job but you want to use amen the latest iphone you want to use the latest samsung you want, how do you how do you maintain those things because the little money that comes from you you have to keep servicing vodacom or you're servicing mtn oh, come on are you seeing what i'm saying we're focusing on the wrong thing what am i saying the principle of focus i know i've deviated from what i'm talking about but this is very very important because what i'm saying deals with let's we talk about elijah and elijah and we're talking about jesus but how does amen those values and principles impact and affect our life on a day-to-day basis you see i'm very practical as much as amen i'm very very focused in terms of the theology the theory theology and doctrine and of course amen I, i'm heavy when it comes to living and understanding amen the spiritual life but all of that must impact my decision making my ability you understand on ground you cannot be talking on this thing just dangling in the air somewhere and everyone say oh hallelujah praise god how do you bring them down how do you bring them down? How do you make them walkable? How do you put amen, those, uh, you know, those principles to, to become walkable tools? Hallelujah. This cup, amen. If you if you if you find out this cup is made in China, 99% of the things sold in South Africa and of course in Africa are all made in China. How did China become amen? Yes so powerful that they become amen the factories of the world in fact it's become so difficult now that china makes things and make things amen so cheap amen, that if you decide to want to make the same thing in your country you're not going to get you know a buyer because amen the cost will be so high but that we have to change we can create local economy, amen, by creating, amen, communities that can produce things like this. I mean, it's just a mug, but still imported. You see, this is another side of my passion. So when 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 I'm talking about this, I'm very passionate. <laughs> I'm very you see I can relate spiritual things to practical lifestyle when you see me go the reason amen, all of this is to be able to engage a system called Jezebel Jezebel controls amen the economy Jezebel controls amen politicians Jezebel control leadership Jezebel even control the spiritual authority the prophets the apostles amen they are all in Jezebel's pocket you understand a little guy that's got a little land somewhere doing his vegetable you know doing his thing Jezebel wants that land so you can see now what I'm talking about amen it's not far off it's not far-fetched there are young people young people talented gifted people who want to do things but the system prevents them there's a system that say you cannot go beyond this level you cannot you cannot do that you must be in the queue you must submit listen 
idea can only win and rule amen when there's a system that allowed the idea to thrive how many ideas have you have only for those ideas to be flushed down the toilet because <laughs> where do you even start from oh they tell you we, we, we can we can we can fund your idea you lie hello we need to create centers that can mine ideas we choose the best and we implement them in community what happened to all those ideas that have been produced in university what are we doing with them at the end of the day they go work for somebody who amen is in charge of the system that impoverished that limits the people how many people go to university and come back to their community and put to practice amen what they what they've learned Come on, friends. Education is supposed to enhance. That is why, amen, the education that China, hallelujah, subscribe to. You see how it transforms China? Education must be practicalized. Education is not just theory. The Western education is about theory. In fact, the education, the Western education, amen, impoverish you, limits you, puts you in a state of, I mean, there are people in my country, highly, highly educated people. From Niger Nigeria is one of the most educated countries in the world. But the environment, now is a bit better. But while I was there, the environment does not allow you to thrive. In fact, the environment, the, the system kills your idea, kills your ability. So you have people who have degrees. But can't do anything and this is one of the reasons why most nigerians leave nigeria most nigerians if you look at most of nigerians that have left nigeria it's not because they are criminals it's not because they are drug pushers yes you have some of them but many of them is because they are looking for where amen they can implement you understand their skill and you find them once they are outside nigeria they do very well so it's an issue of environment and it's the same thing that is happening in South Africa. The environment in South Africa does not allow South Africans to thrive. The ones who have thrived, if you're sincere, you would have noticed that they have a connection with people outside South Africa. When you listen to them talk, you will know that they have a broad concept of thinking. One of the things that apartheid did was to lock the minds of South Africa to see only South Africa. You see only your community. You, see, you can't see outside the walls. I told you about somebody I met in, at the bank who said, I love to go. I want to travel out to other places, other African countries. I want to see. There's somebody working in the bank but feel caged. What do we do about all of this? Politics supposed to enhance, amen, the dream, the vision, the ability, the capability, the tenacity. It's supposed to reward, amen, hardworking people. No, that's not how it works. The politics in South Africa is controlled by few mafias, few powerful, you know, capitals. And until we raise a crime, begin to say, Lord, we want to change. And sometimes when change comes, God will deploy people from different parts of the world. If you kick them out, your chain may be long. It will come, but it may be long. So what I was saying, let's round up. So don't think I forgot what I'm talking about. The man of God said, amen, to his protege, when you see me go, 
when I'm being taken from you, it will be granted to you. If not, it will not. <laughs> In other words, I'm not guaranteeing you. If you if you if you lose focus, if you lose vision, if you lose direction, if you get captured by what others are saying, if you get captured by rhetoric, you get captured, you understand, by you know false false praising. Some of you, we, you've not even begun already. <laughs> Men are praising you. They're singing your praise. And you don't know that you're about to fall into the ditch. Keep your eyes on the Lord. If you can see me being taken from you, you can have it. You will have it. Friends, I want to ask you, how calibrated is your sight? How calibrated is your vision? Are you looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith? I'm sure by now you know that looking unto Jesus is not some religious statement. It's not rhetorics. It's not some nice, you know, expression. Oh, we're looking unto Jesus. That's a powerful spiritual technology. To look unto Jesus is to keep your focus. Amen. Yes. On, on the price, on the goal, on the calling, on your dream. Because Jesus is the one that gives life to everything that he has called you to become and to fulfill in life. Looking unto Jesus. Don't keep your eyes, yes, on the problem. Don't keep your eyes, amen, on what others are saying. Keep your eyes on the Lord. How do you do that? When you wake up in the morning, Hallelujah. You have a deep, intimate relationship with him. Amen. As you go through the day, yes, you continue to bring him. You continue to deliberately bring him into the conversations of your day. As you are making interaction and dealing with issues of business and transaction, amen, you allow him to be present in that seat, in that bedroom, amen, in that office. Let him be there. Talk to him. What do you think we should do about this situation? I need to make this decision. What do you think I should do? I need, I need to hear from you. Don't be quick to sign. Don't be quick to jump. Yes, as you're involved in that Zoom meeting, amen, let Jesus be the one, amen, umpiring, yes, the atmosphere. Let him be the one guiding and leading you. That is how, amen, Jesus becomes the Lord of our life. Not just when uh, you, got, you get home, you know, and you're about to recline. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the day. Or when you wake up, oh, no, no, no. You've got to involve him. Nehemiah showed us that principle. It was before the king, while the king was asking him, so what do you want me to do for you? The Bible says, and Nehemiah prayed before the Lord. Pray unto the Lord. And immediately Nehemiah answered the king, send me back to my father's town, to my father's home, to Jerusalem, so I can go and rebuild the bond gate. He was before the king, but the Bible says he prayed to the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Don't make it all about you. If you're standing before people and all, amen, you're thinking about, amen, is what they see, is you they see. Is you uh, then sorry you are serving another Jesus 
Because I tell you, the crowd and influence and the spotlight can make you want to shy away from Jesus. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I will also deny you before my Father and his holy angels. What I ask you, are you a true representative of Jesus? Are you keeping your focus on Jesus as Elijah? Amen. Yes. Enjoy Elijah. If you can see me, if you can maintain your focus, if you can keep, amen, yes, your eyes on me, you will have it. And having it is not about me. No, having it is about representing him. So don't have the idea, well, finally I have it. I've kept my focus on him this 10 years, this 20 years. Finally, I got it. Thank you, Jesus. Bye. That's not what I'm talking about. Then you have received your reward. Because that is what we've turned Jesus to. A tool just to get something. A tool just to become something. A tool just to uh, know something. So we can go brag. We can go, you know, prove a point. No, no, that's not, that's not the gospel. By the time, amen, you receive that thing, in fact, you yourself, you're dead. There's no more flesh in you, amen, to boast. Paul said, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the world who loved me and died for me. Wow, what a testimony. What a testimony. You stand and you're declaring, you're testifying about Christ. But everything that you stand for, that, amen, you, you, you're representing, negates what your mouth is saying. Come on. Let's live for Christ. By this shall men know that you are my disciple. There are things that people must see. There are values, way, lifestyle that people must see in us. That they'll be able to say, listen, you will not even be the one announcing Jesus. Your life, the fruit of your life, would have been announcing him. Suddenly they know, oh, no, no, no. That's one of them. So, it's no longer what we say. It's our entire being. Come on, friends. Give glory. Give glory. Let's give glory. We want to see you, Jesus. We want to see you in our life. We want to see you in our day-to-day -day activity. We want to see you in the things our life reflects and represents. We want the world to be captured by your presence and by your essence. We want our life to be a true testimony that we are bearers of the fruit of the tree of life. Oh God, help us. Help us to keep having you in view, to keep having you in focus. In the world where we are daily being bombarded, where we just need to be scrolling from one thing to another, help us not to scroll past you. Help us. Help us to come the cost that this one thing I do, this one thing I'm called to do, to make him known, to reflect his glory upon the earth. This is my desire, my ultimate quest. The reason why I live, the reason why I go to work, the reason why I have a family, the reason why I'm ambitious, the reason why I want business, the reason why I'm doing ministry is to make Christ known. The knowledge of his glory shall cover the earth as the water covers the sea. I yield my life to you, Lord. 
I yield myself to you. I surrender unto your ways. Awaken a prophetic leadership spirit in me so I can be one of those that will carry the banner of your righteousness in this 21st century. Irregardless of what is happening, what will happen, how the world will look in 2030, I want to be a true voice. I want to continue to amplify the glory of your fame, the glory of your kingdom. Christ, you are the king over my life, over my home, over my manhood, over my womanhood. I proclaim, I declare today that I will not serve a foreign God. And one of those foreign gods is the spirit of high. I crucify myself. I declare that I am dead with Christ. I carry my cross. I follow you. I want to have you in view. I want your name and your fame to be so amplified in my life that when the queen of Shabas of this world come, they will see the wisdom. Oh God, I pray. Help me. Teach me. Teach me your ways. Teach me your truth. Keep my path stayed on the straight and narrow path. I pray to you. Grant me peace and joy even in the midst of contradictions, even in the midst of rejection, even in the midst of need and lack. I want to understand what true riches is. Help me, grant me a new sense of definition of what life is. You say, love not the world, not the things of this world. Jesus, help me not to be captured by the prince of this world, by the systems of this world that charms the heart of men, that causes men to pursue things that are temporal. Oh, Father, Grant me joy to see the eternal things. I am made to reflect an eternal value. You said this world and his glory shall pass away. But Christ remains eternal. Help me to invest in the eternal realities of your kingdom. This day once again, I rededicate my life unto you. I want to be a vessel that seeks your fame, that seeks your name that draw near. I don't want to draw back. I don't want to draw away from you. Jesus, be the definer of my life, my environment. I want to be proof producer in everything that I do. Help me. Help me. Help me to live a life that is sacred, a life that is worthy, a life that is daily embracing sanctification. Sanctify me by your word, for your word is true. Help me to be indeed a reflection of what you define as salt and light. Indeed, I am a salt because you've made me one. Help me to season my environment. Everywhere I go, may people smell the fragrance of your beauty and glory in my life. Grant me grace and strength. Enable me, O oh God, that even in my pain, not to bow and compromise. Help me to always lift my hands and the banner of your name high, O oh God. This is your place, O oh God. This is Mount Zion, 
the place of beauty, perfected beauty. So I pray, Lord Jesus, continue to walk as Mordecai walked in the life of Esther. Continue to walk in the removal of the blemishes of my life, O oh God. May my life this day become a reflection that will capture the beauty of the King. Jesus, I want you to capture, yes, the beauty of my life because indeed I am your bride. I am your bride. I am your bride. I am your church, your bride. As I am a son, I am also a bride. Help me not to be stained. Let this garment not be stained. Let this life not be stained. Cleanse me, wash me, purify me, sanctify me. Make me worthy and holy before you. Present me to yourself, a worthy vessel. I bless you, God. I honor you. I praise you. I thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Friends, want to thank God for another beautiful time like this in the presence of God. This is how we track God's prophetic transition for our day. I hope that your life and mine will be a true reflection of what Elisha was in his day. May his glory continue to prosper and manifest in our life. Thank you so very much, everyone that have joined this morning. I hope you have been really, really, really edified. I hope you've been challenged. We spoke some things this morning that dealt with almost every area of life. That's what the word of God is and that's what the word of God, amen, should continue to reflect. The word should be relevant to where we are, who we are, and what God is doing. So thank you, everyone. We'll see you again. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.